At the beginning, I wanted to encourage everyone, give us a review of this podcast or our podcast in general on Google My Business. And that link is in the show notes. Just click on that link. You'll have to sign into your Gmail account or your Google account. And then give us some feedback on this episode or the podcast overall. I'm trying to do an alternative to giving reviews in Apple Podcasts and just do it on Google. So the link is in the show notes. You'll have to sign into your Google account and give us a review. Other great things with veterans, um, when you upload your resume to Ohio Means Jobs, you go to the top of every search. So if an employer is out there just searching skill sets and um, zip codes, as a veteran, you go to the top of every search in that employer's database, and there's a big red, white, and blue V right next to your name that shows that you're a veteran candidate and you're at the top of the search. So just tons of great stuff they do for veterans, um, the veteran job seeker on, on that side. We are looking forward our way from Studio C in the 511 Studios in the Brewery District, south of downtown Columbus. Hi, this is Brett. With me is my co-host, Carol. Thank you so much. And, you know, today we are going to really have a wonderful opportunity on a very special topic. Um, We're going to talk about veterans today, honoring Veterans Day, um, to let everybody know what the services and opportunities are. And our guest, Ryan Blackburn, is the manager of the Veteran Workforce Development for the Ohio Department of Veteran Services. Ryan, thanks so much for visiting us today. Thanks, Carol. Thanks, Brett, for having me. My title is kind of a mouthful there, but you <laughs> yes, got, you got it okay. out perfectly, so that's great. <laughs> no, know. thanks for having me. As long as it We're, fits on a business card, I uh, guess you're exactly. all right. Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, and, and uh, those of us in civilian service know how hard it is for military to yep. to talk about civilian service, and we have difficulty talking about military <laughs> yep. service. So it goes, goes both, both ways. ways. Yep. Right, right. right. So. Well, you know, over the past 20 years, uh, I think we've gained a new perspective on the issues of our veterans. Uh, Much has changed since 9-11. Our country has a new perspective on both active military service as well as veterans coming home, many with dramatic needs. It seems that many of the veterans from – they range from 18 to 80 uh, and and, uh, older continue to struggle. Ryan is going to give us an overview of the issues and all the wonderful resources, programs, and services that we have here in Ohio. Ryan, let's start with an overview of your background and the role of the Ohio Department of Veterans Services. Sure. So I am a native of Central Ohio. I grew up in Fairfield County. Um, Shortly after high school, I joined the Air Force on active duty for six years. I was an intelligence analyst. Um, Got to see the world. I lived in Germany for three years, Utah for three years, three um, deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan. So I like to say they got their money's worth out of me for those six years. Um, When I separated from the military in 2010, I came back and struggled with um, the transition back into the civilian world. And, you know, that still goes on quite a bit. And there's a lot of reasons for why that happens. Everybody has their own story. Um, Mine's a pretty common one. I was deployed two months before I came back to Ohio. So you know, working on the resume and doing the job hunting and, you know, practicing my interview skills just wasn't happening. So when I came back to Ohio, I struggled with the transition a little bit, um, but I ended up finding work, um, uh, eventually utilized my um, GI Bill benefits that I received in the military to get my degree at Ohio State. And then back in 2016, right as I was graduating, um, there was a new section of the Ohio Department of Veteran Services being stood up um, where I currently work now. And what the state saw was, you know, since 2010, since that, you know, influx of veterans post, you know, Iraq war, 
Um, I think a lot of employers saw the value in adding veterans. There's mm-hmm. like, you, you saw it all the time, right? The higher hundred thousand veterans and, you know, veterans are a great hire. So I think that word got out well. And then by the time 2015 and 2016 came around, it was, you know, not so much. I want to hire veterans, but how do I hire veterans? Mm. Where are they? How do I translate skills? Um, so that's directly my role now for the last five years with the department. Um, instead of working, and we'll talk about, you know, support for job seekers and things like that. But my role is really to work on the employer side, to work with the non-veteran HR staff and help them, um, you know, understand what veteran resumes look like and how to translate skills, how to retain veterans and not just get them a job, but get them the right job. Because right. we want veterans to stick around in employment as well. So um, that's my specific role within the Department of Veteran Services. But we have other great resources and benefits Um that I, I'm sure we'll touch on today, um, but ohiovets.gov will get you to all of it. Um, there's links to benefits and links to resources um, and everything in between. So that's kind of a great overview of just the department as a whole and my little niche within it. Listeners, this is a really important conversation. If you're a vet or you know a vet, and we are going to have our um, resources sheet attached uh, to this podcast on our website because there are just so many things that – and, and organizations that can help vets. And I mean, it's critical uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's difficult. This is a difficult step in, in terms of a veteran coming back um, into the civilian workforce. And But um, my shout out to the Air Force. I have a young cousin right. who just uh, was uh, got through basic and awesome. is on his way from Texas to California for his first assignment. So that's great. Go Air Force. So yes. that's good. Anyway. Okay. So Ryan, you and I began to work cooperatively in addressing the needs of veterans. Um, when Brett and I were at our former agency, mm-hmm. we were specifically at that point in time, really looking at, at clients who are 50 and over, which there's, that's a whole new ball game sure. when you're, when you're talking at that, at that um, age. Mm-hmm. What I didn't realize, and and doing some research on this for today, there are nearly 900,000 veterans in Ohio. We are the sixth highest in the U.S. in terms of number of vets in a state. Uh, That's a lot of people to take care of, just a lot of people, because you're really looking not just at the vets, but at their families. Yep. Um, So Ohio has tremendous services, but I'm guessing it is a struggle to get the word out and to ensure that vets know there are benefits available other than just the GI Bill and health care. Um, so let's start on my favorite topic, though, as employment and the work that you and the Veterans Workforce team do. So give us a little overview of the team, the goals you're trying to reach, changes that you've enacted, particularly during the pandemic. Sure. Yeah, those are great questions. So like I said, we started this about five years ago now. Um and I say we, we have a, a regional team. So we're not just, I'm, I work in Columbus and cover an area. Um, we have an office in Dayton that covers, you know, kind of the Western third and also an office up in Akron to cover Northeast Ohio as well. Um, so our, our job is to give free consultation to any employer, big, small, public, private, whatever it might be, um, and give them consultation advice on veteran recruiting, um, how to hire and onboard. And then ultimately retain that talent as well. Um, like I said earlier, we want we want veterans to get a job, but we also want to get the right job that they're going to stay in as well. Um, so that's really what we're here to do. We started five years ago. We had one presentation. We just called it our veteran hiring overview, and it you know it had some best practices. I and, think I heard that many many times. Yeah, just some general information. <laughs> I'll actually I'll be giving that presentation tomorrow morning. Um, 
And it was just kind of our general presentation. As we started to get out there and get out into the state um, and start talking to employers, we would ask, you know, what else do you want to learn about? And now we have nine presentations. They're all accredited by the Society for Human Resource Management to provide free recertification credits to all these great HR personnel that want to learn more. Um, but we have topics now ranging from just, you know, hiring veterans to learning more about military culture. You know, what does it mean to be an E5 staff mm-hmm. sergeant in the Air Force? Mm-hmm. And how does that translate to the roles you're hiring for? To now presentations on how to manage veterans, how to interview veterans. That was one that kind of surprised me. We heard so often that uh, from these HR staff that, you know, interviewing a veteran is a little different. And I, it kind of shocked me. I'm like, really? Why? It's like, well, because they just talk about the team. Right. They're, they're not talking about themselves. And right. that's how we're trained. And that's something that I never really thought about. But yeah, you're there talking about all the great team accomplishments. When in the interview, you need to talk about yourself. Yes. And we're not trained yes. to do that. So. Um, we have employer training on, you know, how to unlock veterans during an interview and the right questions to ask and questions not to ask. Um, our latest one that we just um, developed right before the pandemic was on hiring military spouses and connecting mm-hmm. with military families here in the state. So we have nine topics now. We're always open for more as well. Um, and, you know, really that first three years or so before the, before the pandemic started, it was a lot of traveling. You know, we each have a state car and we put a lot of miles on it because we're going to employers all over the state, sitting down um, with them, going over job descriptions and um, pointing them in the right places to find veterans. Now, obviously, the pandemic changed a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, in 2019, we started doing um, virtual online training sessions as well, um, one every month. We really ramped that up last year. We were doing two to three per month. Um, you know, we'd get 60, 70 people in attendance to these um, teaching the same topics, military culture, how, where to find veterans, how to translate skills. Um, so it, it really worked well to move that to a virtual setting during the pandemic where right. we, we could still get our word out. Right. So right. We, and we're all much more savvy now on Microsoft teams and zooms <laughs> and WebExes of the world. Um, you know, at the start of the pandemic, we were still figuring that stuff out, but now right. it just seems like so long ago and we're all experts in that stuff now. So we still do the virtual trainings. I'm doing one tomorrow, actually. Um, and, you know, we still do one per month um, back to the veteran hiring overview. But, yeah, any employer can reach out to us and, and we'll be happy to connect one on one. And that's what we're here to this, do. You know, this is really a significant shift in thought over the past few years that. Uh, it used to be where we were always trying to help veterans, you know, do better resumes, do interviewing skills, all that. Because when I was still at one of my previous careers working with students, mm-hmm. I had veterans um, sure. who had come back to school. And actually, a couple of the guys were deployed while they were working with us in career services, which was um, I felt like a mom. I, I'm <laughs> I, was, sure. I was really worried about them um, and told them I'd send them most things in the mail. There were a few that I didn't feel comfortable sending them in the mail. <laughs> Socks were OK. There you go. But um, but to, to the idea that you could have a veteran client perfectly ready to be a great job seeker. But if an employer doesn't understand. Exactly. Then that's huge. Yep, and and there's still people out there. We we have our partners at Job and Family Services, and um, you know, there's other great nonprofits out there working with veterans still on that. Right. There's still a need for that. Um, but where our department saw kind of the gap here in the state was on that employer piece. Um, right. To, right. I mean, sometimes it's just if you don't know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's educating the, those HR staffs and hiring managers to to better understand the candidates. That way, when they see a resume that looks a little funky. 
that has a lot of acronyms. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they just don't throw it to the bottom of the pile. But now they know that, well, maybe this, you know, I could just plug this into a skills translator real quick. And, right. um, you know, maybe this is the most qualified candidate. I just needed to decipher this a little bit. So right. kind of meet in the middle type thing. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, to that end, you've got a strong relationship and partnership with Ohio Means Jobs. Um, you've created the Military Service Career Center, which provides services to both veterans as well as employers. Um, where do we start? Yeah, so this is um, something that's new and something that's old, um, if that makes sense. So the Ohio Means Jobs website, um, and there's an Ohio Means Jobs physical center in all 88 counties across the state as well. Um, They have specific veteran outreach specialists that work with nothing Mm -hmm. but veteran job seekers that have, you know, significant barriers of entry into the workforce. Um, So on top of that, they just redid their website. I want to say – May or June of this year. So very recent. Um, and it hasn't been redone since I've been an employee of the state for five years. So it was due for a refresh and they did a great job with it. Um, you know, over time websites, just they get a little cluttered, right? They, things build up and resources get kind of buried behind other links. Um, but not anymore. Um, this is a nice, fresh new look website and we work very closely with them in building kind of the veterans portion of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can go to it and find the military career service center, and you're going to find a lot of stuff for veteran job seekers. So if you need help with interviews, if you need help, um, with your resume, if you want help searching for jobs, all of that's going to be on there. There's a military skills translator that you can plug in your MOS or your AFSE or whatever your job code was in the military. Mm -hmm. And it's going to translate it to the civilian world. Now I always caution with using those. It's not a perfect translation, but it gives you a good idea if you're building a resume and things like that. Um, You can get connected to higher education links. You can actually check out the list of Ohio's military friendly employers that have, you know, when they've signed up for an account on Ohio Means Jobs, they said, we want to hire veterans mm-hmm. and we're going to make a mm-hmm. push to do that. And now there's over 6,000 of them in the state oh, of military-friendly employers. Um, so that's all the, kind of the stuff you can find on the Military Career Service Center um, on Ohio Means Jobs. Um, but a lot of that was built for the job seeker. But I even – I point employers there as well. I I tell employers to utilize that skills translator. Um, if they're looking at a resume they don't understand or if they're about to interview a veteran – you know, develop some questions, say, hey, I plugged this into the skills translator. It says you have, you know, blueprint and electrician skills from the military. Can you elaborate? You know, there's mm-hmm. ways to kind of reverse engineer that skills translator as well. Um, and there, there's just other great links on there to, like I said, higher education, um, transfer credit, um, you know, licensing and certifications, fast tracks for veterans here in the state can all be found on there as well. So there's just a great wealth of information. It's all kind of in one place now on that military career service center on the new website. Um, other great things with veterans, um, when you upload your resume to Ohio means jobs, you go to the top of every search. So if an employer is out there Mm. just searching skill sets and um, zip codes, as a veteran, you go to the top of every search in that employer's database, and there's a big red, white, and blue V right next to your name that shows that you're a veteran candidate and you're at the top of the search. So okay. just tons of great stuff they do for veterans, um, the veteran job seeker on, on that side um, that you can access through OhioMeansJobs.com. It, in one of my way back careers, I worked for the state of Ohio in the old Bureau of Employment Services. Sure. And we had our veterans reps at yep. everyone. At, at that point in time, we had like 120 offices around the state. But it was a struggle, and needless to say, it was all hand note cards kind sure. of thing. You know, there wasn't much in terms of, of the electronics, so this is huge. Yeah, and, the, you know, they're still out there in person as well um, at the local county um, Ohio Means Job Center. So mm-hmm. you can go, you know, schedule meetings. I know a lot of them have opened back up. 
um, at least um, in some capacity. Um, so, you know, no matter what county you're in, um, you can find the one that local kind of one-stop shop for your employment right. services. And and I think, you know, th- this is for job seekers, regardless of, of background. They don't realize that reaching out to get help to be a good job seeker yep. is not showing that you're not a good job seeker. It's showing actually that you're a great job seeker because you're getting the, 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 um, services and, and, uh, support that you need. Sure. Yep. And, and, and that's kind of that military mindset when you get right. out to, you know, you don't want to reach for that handout, but, you know, I'll talk to probably 90% of the people I talk to say, man, I wish I would have, um, you know, talked to someone about my resume or exactly. did a mock interview because um, my first one was terrible and all this. So it's, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, I guess if you consider it, it's like it's inside information. I know. <laughs> and it's free and they're there to help exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, you, you, you're you finding out some secrets that nobody knows about, quite frankly, because yeah. HR is an ever-evolving world yes it in is. regards mm-hmm. to who they're looking for even the approaches sure the the the, the software yep are is always changing and gosh through the last 18 24 months it's changed dramatically it, it still does yeah if you don't yeah. hit those certain keywords on your resume right. you're not going to get an interview right. and, i mean these are the folks that are going to help you mm-hmm. help you do that and it's a great time to be a job seeker um and yeah. it's a great time to be a veteran right. job seeker so mm-hmm. um get the support you need um get that resume sharpened up and that's that's what they're there to do well, and we had a lot of 50-plus job seekers who were veterans, and they had been out for so long, they didn't even think about it. They didn't They didn't really, well, I don't belong to the local vet, vets, yep. AMVETS, or you right. know, any of those lodges or anything. And I'm like, that doesn't have anything to do with yep, it. Nope, nope. It's just, yeah, again, no. <laughs> you got that DD-214, you're set. Exactly. So. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's what they're there for. So, yeah, utilize those Ohio Means Job Centers. Yeah. So, Ryan, one of the other resources that we've been talking about um, for veterans is the Ohio Small Business Development Center and the one-stop, um, first-stop business program so that vets can create their own entrepreneurial opportunity. Um, so let's go over those programs and how vets can take advantage of, you know, guidance in opening up their small business, finding capital or mentorships or technical expertise, things that they need to be successful. Sure. Yeah. And entrepreneurship something big in the veteran community, um, especially with transitioning veterans coming out. There's that mindset already of, you know, they've accomplished so much in the military that they want to come out and utilize that knowledge by starting a business. Mm-hmm. Um, there's over 90,000 veteran owned businesses here in the state of Ohio. Wow. Okay. Um, which is huge. Um, and at the federal level, the Small Business Administration, the SBA, has what's called Ohio Small Business Development Centers around the country. Within those centers, they have veteran employment mm-hmm. or entrepreneur specialists that you can contact if you're wanting to start a business um, here in Ohio or wherever you might be. Um, and like I said, that's nationwide. It also helps um, to have nonprofits around town. There's a great one called Bunker Labs. Um, it's a national nonprofit, but they have pockets here in Ohio as well. They have a local chapter here in Columbus. I think there's one in Cleveland. They're thinking of one in Cincinnati. Um, but this is a great organization that really answers that question of, okay, you already know you want to start a business. Well, how do you do it? Where do you get the capital? Um, and that's what Bunker Labs is there for. It's for veterans only, veteran only businesses. Um, they do, you know, like shark tank contests where you go on and pitch your business to like a panel and they give you feedback on it. Um, but they're really – they'll connect you to the capital sources and, and really answer the questions of what you need to know too. So there's lots of organizations out there like that um, depending on you know where you might be around Ohio. But um, it's really 
the the bunker labs one's really great um you know our current secretary of state frank larose is a you know retired army ranger Mm -hmm. um so you know all the way from the top to the you know here in the state when it comes to owning a business um there's a lot of veteran support for that great we touched upon this a little bit earlier but let's dig a little bit deeper about you know the veterans workforce team partnering with employers to search for qualified candidates uh, how does the team prepare employers? What services, training, that sort of thing is available? Um, and it's still their funding for hiring vets. Sure. Yeah. We try to, you know, look at all the different aspects of hiring a veteran. You know, I end every presentation with, you know, hire a veteran because they're the best qualified candidate for the job. Don't hire a veteran because they're a veteran. But oftentimes it's, you know, understanding some of that stuff. So that's where we've really created these nine presentations that, Really focus on, okay, what's rank structure in the military look like? Um, You know, if you were an E5, like I was, um, you know, I I went through an airman leadership school, which was a four-week in-residence school all about leadership and um, supervision, mentoring, conflict management, performance reviews and evaluations. I never put that on my resume because I just said, oh, well, I, I put E5. They know that, you know, I was I went through that. <laughs> right. And, you know, all the branches have that. And mm-hmm. um, so we teach employers that as well. Like, you know, if you see an E5, if you see an O3, you know, they've been through captain's career course that, that encompasses all this great leadership stuff. Um, so it starts there, just understanding what the military is and the culture. Um, we go through the jobs in the military. Um, you know, only one in seven jobs in the military are labeled as a combat specialty. Um, whether it's the media or the movies, you know, there's that perception out there that we're all, you know, throwing grenades over hills or driving tanks and all that and, you know, running through the desert. Um, certainly that exists. But again, only one out of seven jobs in the military are combat specialty. You know what? One out of seven are also engineering. Another one out of seven are logistics and supply chain management. Right. Right. Um, so it's really opening employers' eyes to to those statistics mm-hmm. and data in the military. Um, and then it goes through, you know. Once you understand how do you interview the veteran um, and providing those, we talked a little bit about that, um, how to create onboarding programs and uh, mentoring programs for veterans that really help within that first year of transition into employment. Um, But then we really focus a lot on that retention piece as well. Um, It's been huge. You know, almost half of veterans leave their first job within the first year after military service. Um, A lot of that is kind of like my story. I got out. I said, okay, I need a job. Uh, I took that first job that was given to me. Mm -hmm. Why I was there, I was looking for my job, right? Right. So we get a lot of that. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But there's, you know, another half, you know, stay within that first year. So we really encourage employers to – you know, why are they staying within that first year? Well, there's, you know, advanced leadership opportunities. There's on-the-job training. There's a veteran employee resource group there to support me. Um, so really open employers' eyes to how how can you not just hire, but how can you retain those veterans as well? Because um, once they get past that first year, once they hit that two- or three-year mark with the company, their retention numbers actually excel over non-veteran candidates. Mm-hmm. So how do we get to that mark? So it's kind of that whole hiring spectrum. And that's that's what we're out here doing, whether it's one-on-one consultation, you know, our monthly webinars, um, you know, phone calls, whatever it might be. We work with a lot of chambers of commerce to, you know, get the word out and get some tips and tricks out there. So, um, you know, that's how, that's how we're doing it. And um, hopefully, you know, we'll be hitting the road here soon again to get back out there in person. Right. Well, you've had employers calling on you, obviously. They're, they're, they're making that concerted effort. Sure. You're knocking on doors as well, too. How are you delineating categories of businesses to go knock on doors? Yeah, you know, it's really everybody. Okay, um, okay. W- when we first started this 
five years ago, that was the hard part is, okay, we exist now. How do we do we stay away from pigeonholing yeah, logistics yeah, and, exactly. and that sort of thing? Because so, it makes sense, but at the same time, that's not everything. Exactly. So that's where we worked a lot with um, county chambers of commerce, okay. um, you know, especially outside the the big cities here in Ohio. You know, we're not just in Cleveland and Cincinnati and Dayton. You know, we're going down to Athens and Portsmouth, and I was in Finley a couple weeks ago. So we have a large area to cover. So that's where we partner a lot with some of those county-level um, chambers of commerce, where those employment people are, the workforce development specialists. Um, because you're right, you can't kind of pigeonhole veterans in it. I, we were talking a little bit earlier that you know veterans are just kind of like a microcosm of the general population. They're everywhere. Um, and I get employers asking me all the time, you know, do you see veterans going into one career field over another? And the answer is no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did a study with Ohio State. Uh, it was probably 2017, 2018 now. But we took a look at their student body um, for veterans because there's about 2,000 veterans in mm-hmm. Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, and we said, you know, maybe there's a college that they're leaning in towards. Maybe it's like cybersecurity or something, you know. Um, nope. It was, you know, 200 in business, 200 in engineering, 200 in arts and sciences, 100 over in, you know, farm and agriculture. It's just all over the board. Um, and, and that's what we see kind of in the employment landscape as well. So I guess it would make sense if you're looking at somebody that's served their time, came out to do, you know, versus a yep. lifer. Right. Exactly. If they wanted to serve in the military, they'd be there for life. And mm-hmm. then it's, you know, that sort of well, thing. It, but they're coming out and looking for something. They did their thing and they're coming out. Yeah. Veterans really are um, much more a person in transition, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like a college student is in transition yes. to adulthood true, and true. a high school student is in transition to go to college. And you almost need a gap year. Yep. You know, it would be nice <laughs> if veterans could afford a year to just sit back and figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's not going to happen. Well, and that's why, you know, there's a lot of initiatives and this administration has been great um, with trying to reach veterans before they come back to Ohio. Mm-hmm. How did someone talk to me while I was deployed that knew I was coming back to Ohio but could start getting me those resources and opportunities and connections mm-hmm. before I got back? Um, so we're doing a lot on that level. Um, so hopefully more to come on that in the near future of, you know, cause it's hard for us here in Ohio because we only have one active duty military installation and that's right. Patterson air force base. And even then they only separate about 700 service members every year. So mm-hmm. we don't have that huge, you know, army installation that separates 10,000 people every right. year that we can just walk over to and start talking to those folks. We're, we're kind of at a disadvantage with that. So and I know there's been a concerted effort by Wright state yeah. to incorporate those that are at the base yep. to so, really, really recruit. Yep. So now what yeah. we need to do is we need to get out there. We need to get mm-hmm. to these other installations that, that are separating 10,000 service members where, you know, there's probably a hundred, 200, 500, a thousand coming back to Ohio from there. You never know. Right. Um, and connecting with them beforehand um, and providing those resources. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in continuing education at Ohio state, we were the SOC office that mm-hmm. it was servicemen's opportunity center. So we were basically, if a if a, a veteran wanted to go back to school, we were the place they could get started, get sure. admitted, and all that. I don't even know if that program still exists. Um, so it's probably more advanced now. So about five years ago, um, through the Ohio legislature, they passed House Bill forty eight, which was kind of known as the veteran the veterans bill, and it had a bunch of stuff in there. Um, but one of the big things that had in there, it requires every public university in the state to have a veteran service office on mm-hmm. campus. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's a separate office. It isn't, you know, some of the smaller universities, you know, it might be part of a different HR office or something like that. But, 
you know, Ohio State's office has a staff of, you know, probably seven, eight people just in their veteran service office right. that provide employment support, provide the GI Bill support, right. um, which also is a lot easier now. Um, you know, the Montgomery GI Bill, kind of the one before the new one, the post 9-11 GI Bill. Um, so in the old days, you had to go in, you had to pay your tuition, you had to complete your course. Right. You, then you had to go file for reimbursement with the VA. Um, now you fill out a form online, you say, I'm going to Ohio state. You go in there and sign a form. Um, your tuition's paid for in the background. It's all taken care of. Um, pass fail, um, is fine as long as it's going towards your GPA. Mm -hmm. Um, and now you get money too. If you have the full benefits of the post nine 11 GI bill, you get a monthly housing allowance to go back to school. You get $600 a year for books and supplies. Um, so it, you're getting paid to go back to school. So that's why we see, you know, 25,000 or so GI Bill connected students here in the state of Ohio, just because it's such a great resource and a benefit that, you know, veterans have earned. Um, and now it's not so much a hassle as it used to be where you had to pay out of your own pocket, well, wait for and, reimbursement. And, uh, and it I, makes that it a was, lot easier. Right. That was the issue with because that veterans were seen as an exception at the university, mm-hmm. not negatively, but anything, any person who's considered to be an exception, then there's a whole lot more steps to have to follow. And so often I think they got more frustrated and walked away sure. as opposed to, you know, using those benefits. Yep. Yep. Sure. And yeah, it's just. A lot of questions, but those offices exist now to answer. And um, we've been to quite a few of them around the state, and they're great. There's, you know, veteran student lounges on campus now for veterans only to kind of go and study and things like that. So just great things in the higher education world. And even on that topic, there's still a lot of, um, you know, transfer credits and transferring military experience to college credit work being done at the Ohio Department of Higher Education. And um, you know, again, at that military career service center, you can you can look at those updates and and see what's going on there as well. Okay, um, the, we've already sort of touched on this, uh, but I'm going to take it a little bit further. the The hardest um, step for a job applicant, regardless of their background, is to be able to focus in on their work story to tell an employer. You know, what value are they bringing to the table? And this is. Pre- particularly difficult for veterans because, as you said, they're talking about their team. They're not talking about themselves. They don't always know themselves how their skills translate Mm -hmm. into civilian force, let alone employers understanding that. Um, So, And you've mentioned some of the things that your office is able to do, um, if nothing else, you know, to, to educate the employers and that there are groups out there. Can you give us some examples of things that have worked really well, some success stories you've seen on on veterans getting great jobs. Yeah, sure. Um, and and you nailed it. It's it's hard to tell that story and get that. You know, I was an intelligence analyst in the Air Force. How does that translate to anything outside being an intelligence analyst right. in in the civilian sector? And that's where my biggest struggle was. So. It's working with the Ohio Means Jobs app. It's seeking that help to better sharpen up that resume. Um, and we've seen it be successful all across the Ohio Means Job Centers across the state. You can actually, on that Military Career Service Center, they have a success story link that is constantly updated with success stories of veterans going into the Ohio Means Job Centers, working with that veteran outreach specialist. Um, 
and translating that work or getting a certification or, you know, realizing what else we need to be done because, you know, we make it hard on you too of, you know, we have this difficulty translating skills, but two third of us also want to do something completely different than what we did in the military. So good, good point. I was going to ask you that. Okay. So a lot of times it's seeking that guidance of, you know, well, I don't want to be an intelligence analyst. What do I need to do to be an engineer? Mm -hmm. Um, And having those conversations that, well, you can, you need a two-year degree, a four-year degree. Maybe it's just a certification. Maybe it's just experience um so there's just you know it's a lot of just seeking out that support um in the career industry to be able to just tell your story and then find the right path for you yeah that's a really good point because you, you i guess in our mindset we kind of go you look at your military service as like going to college yep mm-hmm. as a loose analogy that sure. okay if you came out as an intelligent analysis yeah and you that's probably what you want to do sure not necessarily as is, you could be a business major coming out of college, but no, I really want to do something else. Well, exactly. This was a basis. I never really thought about that. It's like, this because you went there and trained that way doesn't mean that's where your interests lie. Right. That's just what the military saw that you had an expertise in. You should do this for us. And if and I understand out. correctly, oftentimes when young folks go into the military – they want to go into the military. They don't know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And so they're picking a career path that only has to do with, well, I want to go to San Francisco. It's like, where can yep. I do this job? Which base has this right, job? So, right. And oftentimes the military tells you what job well, you're true. going to do as well. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's based off the aptitude test that you take before you go in. Yes. But, um, you know, and again, it's, it's telling that story. Um, like you mentioned, it's, you know, I was an intelligence analyst, but I need to not talk about that. How about my, um, you know, Microsoft Excel and, you know, pivot table skills and my project management coordination, um, and my trend analysis that I did. And, you know, that translates probably into a business analyst mm-hmm. type position, mm-hmm. but, you know, you just don't know that from doing that. So it's getting that support and, and figuring out what you want to do and then, um, figuring out what you need to need to get there. Well, if you if you were a logistics specalist in the military, yeah, you could find a job, but do you want it? Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and the military has different names for their jobs than, you know, supply chain management outside the military. Right. So it's right. finding those translations. But yeah, again, is that what you want to do? Um, maybe it's similar. Maybe you can take skills from that and get a certification and, you know, go a different way. So, well, And I think really the, the value of this conversation with us is to let our listeners know that you aren't thinking thoughts by yourself. You know, there are thousands of of vets out there who are thinking the same thoughts. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And we hear the story every day, Um, but there are great success stories out there too. And um, you can find a list of those. And we have some just on the employer side of, you know, going over resumes with a um, transportation company. Um, And we were looking over one and they said, I don't know what this means. And I said, well, that, that MRAP means they worked on large vehicles, their vehicle mechanic. And mm-hmm. then they're like, whoa, we, we hire tons of vehicle mechanics. And they actually right. made that connection. And just because that acronym was there, they didn't know what that meant and was just about ready to pass it over. So that's what we're out there doing on the employer side as well. And um, yeah, we just need to is it, work both sides of that coin. Mm-hmm. Is part of that use of acronyms by veterans um, – I don't want to say it's because they don't know what it means, but it it's like – that's the logical pattern of of a conversation. Yep. The the thought of spelling out what that means would never dawn on them. Yep, absolutely. And you get so used to it in the military using acronyms. There's so many. Yeah. Um, well, in IT is the same problem. Yep. And, and I was in the finance industry for a while. Sure. And through regulations mm-hmm. there, there's a ton there. 
Um, you just get so used to utilizing them in the military, um, abbreviations and acronyms for everything um, that, you know, you get out and you think that that's just a common term and that's what gets put on the resume. So, um, yeah, it's just get, it's seeking that resume advice and, and getting that support so right. that it doesn't go right. on there and, and we're out there doing it on the employer side. Yeah. Well, the pandemic's created havoc in everybody's lives, of course, mm-hmm. but I'm sure our veterans have felt they've had to deal with it in a different way. Your office now has the VRRAP, the Veterans Rapid Retraining Assistance Program, and that offers education and training in high-demand jobs. Can you give us some details, what job categories that are included, how do vets apply for the program, how does the training occur? Yeah, so this is actually a federal program um, through the Department of Veteran Affairs, um, through the federal VA um, that they created this rapid retraining assistance program, which provides funding um, to veterans and also to um, the, the trainers who are who are certified trainers into these categories. So the bottom line is um, if a veteran has become unemployed due to the COVID-19 pandemic, they can go on the VA's website and find an application to register for this, this VRAP program. Um, now they have to seek employment and one of – the nation's high demand jobs, which I can tell you is pretty much everything from IT uh, to transportation, transportation to, to just yeah. business jobs. I mean, there's not much that's not on that list. Right. So when you hear, oh, it's got to meet this in demand job, I'm telling you, there's a lot on there. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, so then now there's um, training providers, whether it's community colleges or career centers um, here without within the state of Ohio that's gone on there as well. And they've filled out the you know application to become a certified um, training provider. Um, so now they can connect the dots at the VA and you as a veteran can go get training into, you know, software development for six months or something, um, for free, um, and then get placed with an employer, um, and try to get that employment line back up. So the federal VA, um, has a lot more information on it. Um, but yeah, veterans can go on there and look at the stipulations. Um, if you're an employer as well, if you want to, you know, become a training provider, employers can go on that as well and figure out what they need to do and what boxes they need to check for that as well. Um, but there's a lot on there. Um, and there's a lot of money um, there to provide into the program as well throughout the country um, to get veterans back to work nice. through the pandemic. So it, if um, they go onto that website, it's a federal program, federal website. Is there somebody in your office or else other location that can help them? I, I'm sure there's probably someone at the local VAs um, okay. around the state that could probably help them as well. Okay. Um, yeah, just being a federal program, that's going to line up more with just the federal VA. Um, we won't have someone specific, but I mean, you can always call our office. Um, you can always contact your county office and, and try to f- provide assistance that way too. Okay. Well, that goes right back into in our next topic, because I do want to do a shout out to our county veterans programs. They do a phenomenal job. And I always enjoyed working with the Franklin County folks. Um, you know, regardless of where a vet lives in Ohio, there is a county office available to them. Um, can you give our listeners just a little bit of an overview of the work that you do with the county offices and the and the services that they provide? Sure. Yeah. And it, we're pretty unique here in Ohio that we have a county veteran service office mm-hmm. in every county. There's 88 of them. Um, I've been to quite a few of them across the state during my travels. And I tell you what, it's such a great resource to have at the local level. Um, if a veteran is having financial assistance, um, some financial troubles, um, a lot of times, you know, it's filing a claim with the VA. Um, that can be a lengthy process. Um, those folks are the experts in all of that. So, you know, no matter where you're listening in from, um, if you're having a question about veteran benefits and resources, 
um, you need a ride to your VA appointment, um, whatever it might be, start at your local county veteran service office because mm-hmm. they're all operated um, sort of independently of one another. So they're all funded independently by each county. So that's great in the sense that they can tailor their needs specific to the needs of right. the veterans within the county. Right. Um, so yeah, no matter where you're calling in from, uh, or listening in from, you can actually go to our website, ohiovets.gov and find a map and just click on your County. And it brings up the the address and the phone number and the contact information for that specific County. And it, it, it really is a great resource and one that's, we're very fortunate to have here as veterans in, in the state of Ohio. And although our, there's going to be a listener that's not a veteran listening to this podcast, we know that families are the support system and sometimes are the encourager sure. <laughs> for that veterans like would you go would you go yep, yep. Uh, especially the wife spouse girlfriend for the male when it yep. comes down to it I've, sure. I've heard many stories there too um before we end could you provide our listeners those non-veterans i guess you could say with a few tips to remember so that they can ensure all of the veterans are able to take advantage of the incredible resources that are available? Sure. And I think, you know, for veterans and non-veterans that might be listening, two things to really, you know, to walk away from listening to this podcast would be the website, ohiovets.gov. That's going to have the encompassing list of every benefit and resource throughout the state from legal assistance to employment and education, um, you know, to parks and recreation discounts to everything in between. Um, you can find on ohiovets.gov. So that would be the first one. The second one is the other one we just talked about is that local county veteran service office. So if you're, if you know a veteran in your county um, that, that needs that one-on-one support, you know, let them know there is a local office, you know, in their county that will support them. Um, And again, that list can be found at ohiovets.gov as well. So I think those are the two big takeaways. I think if you're, you're not a veteran listening, um, that's easy to remember ohiovets.gov and the county veteran service office. Good. Wonderful. This has been amazing. Ryan, thank you so much thank for you. all of this information. Um, you know, we want to wish all of our veterans, um, listeners and those, your family members, you know, a healthy and safe Veterans Day. But listeners, you know your community, you know your family, your friends who are veterans who are maybe in need, um, particularly coming out of this pandemic. Um Loneliness has been an issue. Mental health issues are out there as well as unemployment, and there are resources to help them. So make sure that you know OhioVets.gov. Also on the Looking Forward Our Way website, we will have a resource sheet with all of this information. Um, so we, you know, we want to really encourage you to use it and to get that information out. Um, and thank you for listening. And we're looking forward to uh, talking to you again. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, thank you. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you.